0: Welcome to Sound & Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host
1: of Sound & Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound & Vision is sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Golden Artist Colors Incorporated became an employee-owned company in 2002 And in 2010, employees became the majority owners of the company. Despite worldwide distribution, Golden product is still created on the grounds of the original barn in New Berlin, using the highest standards for consistency and quality. Golden constantly strives to outdo itself by operating on three principles, make the best products, provide customers with the best service, and find people who can make the first two happen. Golden makes the best art materials available from Williamsburg oil colors, core watercolors, and their vast line of acrylics. You can find them at your local art store or online at goldenpaints.com. Located in Seattle, Fulcrum Coffee Roasters seek to craft the perfect coffee. They have been roasting coffee for over 20 years. You can order their amazing coffee at fulcrumcoffee.com Enter code Studio upon checkout and receive 20% off your order. James Almer is an artist from outside Philadelphia who lives and works in Brooklyn. He received his BFA from the University of the Arts in Philly in 2005. He's shown in New York, LA, Berlin, Copenhagen, Stockholm, and many other places at venues like The Hole Gallery, Eric Firestone, Marvin Gardens, The Pit, Carl Kostjau, and Salon 94. He has upcoming solo shows at The Hole and at Marvin Gardens, a book of his work coming out on Hasla Books, and an upcoming residency at the Watermill Center. His work has been covered in the New York Times, Elephant, Boom, Juxtapose, and more. I talked to James about music scenes and zines, Philadelphia, collectives, influence, drawing beginnings, and much more. Here's our conversation. Yeah, I mean, look, some things... Things work over the internet, I guess. (laughs) So, um, I believe you hail from the Keystone State as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania, kind of like outside of Philadelphia.
1: Um, So, are we talking like far suburbs or just outside the city?
0: Delaware County um, area, so it's probably only a half an hour into the city, into Philadelphia Drive. Um, so it's pretty close. It was always pretty close. And yeah. Went...
1: But, like, you, were you in... Uh, it's over by the Delaware water gap. I mean, I'm more familiar with 80 and up north. But, you know, you can go from, like, town to, to country pretty quick. I mean, where you grew up, was it rustic, <laughs> or were you? was it more Way suburban? Way more suburban.
0: It was... Uh, how would you describe it? Yeah, there was no rural aspect to it, although there was, you know, some parks and things like that. But, and then not city enough to kind of just in the middle, you know, typical yeah. uh, suburban sort of environment. Lots of, I grew up right off of Baltimore Pike, you know, that. Maybe. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, of course. Just (laughs) lots of stores and, you know, fast food joints and Blockbuster. There's not, you know, that's what there was growing up. No um, really getting lost in the woods or anything like that. Right.
1: Well, you can get lost (laughs) in aisles of Blockbuster. Oh, those were the
0: days. Sure, you know, I had to (laughs) use my imagination to... Yeah. No, that
1: works. That's a great segue to did you watch a lot of movies when you were a kid? Yeah. Are you a big film Uh
0: guy? not a big film guy. Well I was a big T te- I was a b okay, was you a big T V guy. A big I you know, I grew up on the T V. Um that was my babysitter. So watch Keep kid I,
1: You and I yeah. both, buddy. Brady Bunch for me. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about for you, but I watched a lot of Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch?
0: (laughs) I watched that too, but, you know, reruns. I watched everything. Um, But yeah, I mean, TV and movies and all that stuff kind of kept me entertained.
1: Yeah. And um, what about music? I'm I'm just catching a vibe that you might have been into music as a kid.
0: Yeah, I liked... Music, it, it, that didn't come till a little bit later, I guess. Um, I have an older sister, so that was super helpful in uh, in getting me going with that. And, you know, sh-
1: older siblings are always good at that, you know. Yeah,
0: she was great. Um, she is great. still likes music, so uh, that was helpful. Um, yeah, probably not till I don't know, seventh grade or something. Then I was like freaked out about music and, and got really into it. Maybe sixth grade, but before that, I still, uh, playing with toys and all that stuff. So, but did you play any instruments or, or give it a shot? No, I didn't. No, no instruments. Um, Just listening to music and uh, you know, collecting baseball cards and comic books and things like that. That was sort of my deal when I was a kid. Yeah, I miss
1: I always feel bad about it. I missed a comic book bus. For some reason I never I don't know, I had a couple I had a friend who was a really good drawer. Like he was he was always copying like comic books and stuff and he worked at the local mall at the little comic book store. So I go visit them once in a while and I just, I don't know, I never, I never got bit by it. I mean, they all, they, of course, I love graphic novels now and, you know, I've, I've been, I, I appreciate comics, but it seems like I missed out on this really cool kind of, you know, sub of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was really into music and stuff. Yeah. So. But yeah, the, the comics, I kind of missed the boat. Yeah.
0: I, I guess I just didn't think I was it just wasn't accessible to want to pick up an instrument and start learning and I don't know it was just easier for me to uh, draw draw, listen to music and, and read comic books so that's kind of where where I was um,
1: is that where your sort of love of art making well i don't know if you love it is that where your habit of art
0: (laughs) yeah yeah sure no i mean that's what i wanted to to do when i was a little kid and got into that got into comic books i was just i thought it was amazing and um became really really into it and tried to copy off of the covers and um and uh, they just kind of mesmerized me in a way. Oh, uh, especially the the covers. Uh, They really had an impact on me.
1: Yeah, and was it all genres, or was it like superhero stuff, or? It was mostly superhero
0: stuff. I didn't get into the the other stuff until I got a little bit older. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we're talking, I was probably Seven or eight, so yeah, it was definitely superhero stuff and walking down to the store to pick something up
1: now were your uh were your parents at all creative? No, not really no um working class
0: yeah, working class um they both worked in retail, they worked every day. So my sister and I would walk home from school and and, uh, put on the TV.
1: Babysitter. You meant the (laughs) same.
0: Yeah. Turn on the babysitter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, but it was good, you know. It was a good, uh, normal sort of thing, or it felt normal anyway.
1: Um, yeah, I, I I had the same thing in Pittsburgh growing up. I mean, my parents both worked all the time. Come home, my brother was older. We'd let herself in, latch key kids, turn on the TV, eat a couple <laughs> raw hot dogs, wait until the parents come home, <laughs> jump on the bed, do whatever. You know, it was kind of like fun. Yeah. I can't imagine it now. You know, Me I have too. a kid who's a teenager and imagine yeah. like, them just coming home and doing whatever the
0: hell they want to do. For yeah, hours. different time. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I had to occupy, I mean, I did some sports things. I did, for a couple of years, I did Little League, and I liked baseball, and I, early on, I liked some sports, but by the time I got into high school, and I wasn't very interested in, in it anymore, so... Um. Yeah, it, it was basically just the comic books and uh, and TV and the hometown. So
1: yeah. Um. Were you a, a pitcher, a field player, a catcher? <laughs> no. Or did you move around? I guess in Little League sometimes yeah yeah no it was
0: horrible um I they just threw me out on the outfield I was probably center field or something like that
1: yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good I love the uh the hierarchy yeah. of of outfielders like if they put you in right
0: I might like, have been, yeah I don't really remember it's pretty grim I don't really remember but I knew that I didn't yeah, I, it's good to black I out those well, memories yeah, a lot of that blacked out but I didn't get much play time which is probably why I didn't continue doing the sports thing um,
1: yeah riding the pine isn't fun yeah
0: <laughs> but you know I'm still good
1: do you, uh, do you still enjoy baseball?
0: no no I don't watch any sports at all I like the idea that I, I, would, I, I would go to a game um, I should go to a game. I always say that uh, I wanna try to get into sports again, but I never do it. Um, how about you?
1: I'll take a <laughs> decision.
0: We'll get a funnel well, cake. You'll be like, ah, oh,
1: this is what I no, was doing. I have mean, been to years.
0: baseball I, I haven't been to any baseball games since I moved to New York ten years ago, but I would go quite often when I lived in Philly and see the Phillies. I like that. Um, I don't know, I, as soon as I moved here, I just... I didn't even think to try to go. But.
1: Well, let's go through, uh, all right, let's jump off the, the path of things that you were not so committed to anymore. <laughs> thing that you yeah, 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 for to. sure. <laughs> I mean, this thing stuck, making paintings. So, um, when did you get an idea you know was it when you went to school when you like graduated high school that you started thinking about or how did it enter your life outside of just the drawing you know uh, Iron Maiden covers
0: (laughs) I wasn't Iron Maiden but yeah uh well that's a good question I I mean I went to school for illustration at University of the Arts in Philadelphia um that's a hotbed yeah. of, of activity. Yeah, um, and, uh, I guess I, yeah, I wanted to do illustration or, or some, some variation on that, and, uh, and, um, I liked school, I liked college, but by the end of it, I don't think I really wanted to do illustration anymore, um.
1: Nothing kills the uh, desire to be an illustrator like going to school for illustration. Yeah, I'm... Just kidding. Total joke. But my wife studied illustration and she never did it a day in her life. She does very well in
0: fashion, but... Yeah.
1: I know some people who have gone to school for illustration and go on to do some pretty cool things not in illustration.
0: Yeah. Uh, well...
1: I'm sure there's plenty who go on to kill it in illustration, too.
0: I think it was a good experience for me. I think that it it was kind of helped uh, make me understand a few things better became better at drawing Um, I don't know if it was necessary for what I do now probably not but I don't know I think it helped socialize me in a way I don't know Um, and uh, yeah I I just didn't really want to Continue with it after school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to make pictures. I to, and I didn't really know what that meant. Um, so it took me a while. Uh, stayed in Philadelphia for a few years after college, and um, kind of doing. Well, I mean, I was always drawing, but uh, I would, I did you know. Posters and maybe a few illustration type things during that time, but it was pretty far and few between.
1: So, what's your uh, sort of feeling on Philly? Because, to be totally honest with you, Philly for me, growing up in Pittsburgh, I never really went until I went to school. I went to undergrad at Penn State. So, the reason sometimes I would go visit friends <coughs> in Philly or go to the Trucadero to go see shows. You know, a lot of, like, great shows that would happen there. So, right. uh, But I didn't... I feel like I never really got an understanding of the city other than there's a lot of arts and a lot of culture there. And uh, there's a lot of cheesesteak uh, talk that I didn't really partake in because I was not a meat eater at that point in my life. So I, I don't... I feel like I just didn't get a handle on Philly. Did you like it?
0: Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I liked that it was... I guess it was more accessible, or it is more accessible uh, than New York and all those things you mentioned. The music venues was great, Um, the food, besides the cheesesteak, there's other pretty good food there. Um, There
1: is? There's other (laughs) cuisine?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not just Rocky and cheesesteaks. but. Yeah, at the same time, I felt like I needed to maybe move somewhere that had a a little bit larger of a community or, or something. Maybe if I hadn't lived in right outside of Philadelphia for all those years, I would have stayed. But uh, I think I needed to be exposed to a larger city,
1: so. And a change, they feel like somewhere yeah, else, yeah, exactly.
0: I think it was a good change, um, but that's not to knock Philly. I think it's a great city, and there's great artists there, and um, and I really liked it. I just felt like great museum, yeah, right, great, great, schools. great schools, all the good things. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if I would ever return there, but I liked it a lot and um it was good it was it was good to have met a, the people that I met in philadelphia how they it kind of helped me prepare me for New York in a way um yeah when i a couple of years after I graduated, I got a studio space at this art collective slash gallery called Space 1026 and met a bunch of people there and they kind of helped me learn a little bit more about what I wanted to do as far as art. And um, yeah, they-
1: So when you moved to New York, you, you know, you, got, you had school behind you, and you had an idea that you didn't want to follow illustration or go into that. So was the plan just to go somewhere different, get a job somewhere, just do something, and then meet people, and then maybe... Was the idea to like get a studio and start making work then, or did you find that path after you moved to New York?
0: Well, I think that path had... It, it, like I said, it, it had started already in, in Philly, uh, doing the, having the studio and making... Making stuff, I I just didn't really know what direction I really wanted to go. Do I want to go in the gallery uh, world or continue doing this sort of, um, you know, poster stuff slash kind of illustration world, kind of making zines and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah. That didn't happen. I didn't, you know, decide that I really wanted to start making paintings until I moved to New York. Probably not until the second year I moved here uh, and I was just making lots and lots of drawings on paper when I was in New York and that's when I got my first studio in Bushwick. Um, So, and at that same time. I can, it was probably 2012 2013 there was a lot of other people that were making kind of weird drawings and uh, that made me feel like okay these are my people this is this is cool um, kind of gave me the motivation to continue doing that um, much like when I was in philly um, how I met those people. So... But in Philly, you know, they were doing a lot of screen printing and... and and things like that. I wasn't super crazy about doing that. Like, I, I mean, I was always just wanted to make pictures, wanted to draw kind of the same way from when I was, you know, eight or nine trying to draw the X-Men covers. That was... Basically, what I wanted to continue doing. I just didn't know if that even passed as artwork. <laughs> I had no idea. I was pretty right. Pretty ignorant to the whole thing, um, which is fine.
1: But it's more that primal act of drawing and just making pictures that you were into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and I think that that has always been a little bit helpful, staying a little... Naive about certain things.
1: Did that uh, that group of people making the quote unquote with like weird drawings and the interest in zines and posters and stuff like that? Did that correlate to a specific music scene or like? Because a lot of times zines and like poster culture can sort of merge well with music's music scenes or like you know collectives around certain kinds of music.
0: Yeah, uh, I yeah I I mean, I think when I was in Philly and doing some of that stuff, I, the the people that I were doing that I was doing that for were friends that were making music, so it, it all revolved around music and and art. Now the, in Philly that it didn't really seem all that different. I mean the uh, illustration and painting and music the it, it was all kind of wrapped up in into one thing um, so that was cool and you know a little bit here in in New York, but I think it did my my focus shifted a little bit
1: yeah, I think there's also the feel of. Um, provincial towns can somehow make that bond stronger. Whereas, like, New York, there's so much going on that I feel like things can be very disparate. You know what I mean? Where Like, I'll give you an example. I guess I was beating around a bush because I'm really curious as to what kind of music you like or you're talking about. <laughs> well. And I didn't want to just say that straight out, but you will not give, like, one... It- like, th- we could be talking about, like, underground hip-hop or, like, hardcore or screamo or we could- indie rock or we could be talking yeah. like, experimental electronica. I have no idea. I'm trying to test it, but I guess at this point I'll just yeah. flat out say, like, what kind of music. Sure. But real quick, on the provincial thing, like, I'm from Pittsburgh area, and, you know, just like, Black Moth, Super Rainbow, mm. you know, that band, and there was, like, Paper Rad, and there was kind of, like, a collective yeah, yeah. of, right. you know... I- well, I don't know if they were a collective, but there was an aesthetic and a feel of, like, of stuff that you felt like it all kind of worked together even if it weren't people sitting there collaborating there was just a provincial vibe yeah, yeah. of, of and energy
0: the, uh, providence and Fort thunder stuff and all that stuff yeah Yep. um yeah i mean i think it's separate now from the music i like but the whatever i was doing back then they were I can't even think of anything really. Uh, the I mean the bands that they were just friends, my friends' bands and and projects, and uh, tape labels and stuff like that. I never did anything for a band that I think you would even know. Um, so I I can't really answer that question. But
1: was it like experimental yeah, yeah,
0: stuff? Yeah, experimental. My one friend had the. Kind of like an experimental jazz late tape label, and uh, my other friend, it was more noise and ambient type stuff. Um, yeah, so that I mean that that was cool, and and they gave me you know opportunity to to do some stuff for them, so that was nice, and I get and I guess today I still like that that sort of that sort of music. Um, jazz and, and more on the experimental side uh, in the studio. That's usually what I like to listen to, some more quiet, quiet music. Yeah. Um.
1: That sounds good. Um, the, the stuff when you first moved to New York... The stuff you were making at that point has that my mi- has your work migrating migrated really far away from that, or is it in that discussion? Like, what was your, you know, where was your brain, your visual brain at, whenever you hit the city, and how did it, was it, did it just like you were saying, you started with drawings, right, or you were mostly making yeah. drawings? Um, I know your paintings more than I know the drawings, so I'm just curious as to like the the progression of what happened when you hit New York. Yeah. And we're making things to
0: right well, I guess I was making uh, I was making drawings, and uh, they were a lot of these um, like pattern drawings like lots of figures and repetition and all that and um, I was making drawings of just like a single figure fast drawings on the side, kind of like while I was working on these more intense, and elaborate drawings, um, the the, rep- the repetition just got a little tiring. And uh, I would just make these fast drawings, kind of throw them to the side. And after a while, I started to respond more to this, this really fast kind of intuitive uh, drawings that I was making. Um, so, I decided that that's kind of where I wanted to to take some of the work in, in making these, like, faster drawings. Um, but then, I guess after a while, you know, with some encouragement from some friends that saw the drawings and really liked them, and, were like, I think these, these would look great if you started, uh, started trying to paint these. And, um... I mean, I think it's something that I wanted to do. I just, I think I needed that encouragement. So uh, I started doing that slowly and um, they kind of developed from there. But now that I look back, I think that there is a combination of both of those two things that I started off doing with the repetition of those, those drawings that I first started and then with the faster, uh, kind of quick drawings that I was making discarding
1: Um, yeah was the work um, or do you feel like presently I mean is your work very intuitive is there a lot of people in those early years that you were like looking at that you were really inspired by or what were you looking at or thinking about in relation to work or were you trying to seal it off Um, well
0: as far as like people that kind of stuck out to me or I saw the work that I was like wow this is like this this kind of changes things. It opened up some of my eyes. I mean, I guess when I was in Philly, it'd be I saw. Uh, I mean, I knew about all the the paper rat stuff and all that, but I guess the first person that really kind of did something for me was Chris Johansson. I really liked that work. Um, and then from moving to New York, it was you know I uh, really liked Donald Bachelor. I liked um you know, John Brown and John Wesley's, you know, kind of uh well particularly John Wesley's kind of like flat cartoonish paintings that I really like. Yeah. Um with a real heavy dose of weird in <sighs> a great exactly. way. Exactly. And then also learning about, you know. Joe bradley here and, and those guys and it's like really responding to this simplified work
1: um yeah yeah that makes totally makes sense i mean uh, you know i i would think that you know there's a it, the work feels very direct like it feels like this is what i want to paint i'm painting it and I think a lot of the artists that you mentioned are people who just get right to it, you know. There's a sort of like, Mm -hmm. no frill, like, here it is. This is what I'm interested in. Look at it. There's a sun. there's some heads, there's some people. It's a very sort of intuitive, or at least it feels very intuitive and very direct.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I would say that the paintings are pretty direct and... and Maybe have something in common with those. I mean, I love that John Wesley just basically used the same two or three blues in most of his paintings, um, and they look super. They look super clean, but they—they're—they're—they're they're, they're clean enough. You know, they're—they're the they're perfect enough. I, for years, I hadn't—I didn't see them in person. and Recently, I saw some of them in person, and I was very pleased that some of the lines were crooked and not straight, some of the...
1: Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of hand exactly. in I should have done this in the other, I have a John Wesley in the other oh, one. Oh, really? I should have done it in front of that one, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of hand in that right. work. Right, right. You know, in a really nice way. I was like, you know, I remember when I was in school and looking at uh, like all the color field painters you know like Kenneth Nolan yeah. or you know people like that and, or Ad Reinhardt and then I remember first going to the museum to see that where when I first saw the work in person I was like wait a minute like these looked really tight and crisp and, and reproduction but in, in person you can see them just yeah. I remember seeing that video of uh, Stella painting one of his early paintings with yeah. no tape and he was just like you know painting it by hand and I was like whoa I just figured those things were like, you know super immaculate right. It's nice to see yeah, that, I mean, like, I, I think the feel of it.
0: I like it in between, I suppose. I mean, if it's just, you know, they were lazy or something, and didn't fill that spot in, maybe I don't like that so much, but... Um, A balance. Who was it that I was looking at? Uh, Peter Haley's paintings? Yeah. I mean, those are perfect. But his drawings... I, they're, I really like the drawings. They have,
1: uh, they're, you know, they're rougher. Yeah, you know, in a weird, this isn't exactly the same, but, um, I've always liked the Richard Estes and his paintings, like those photorealistic, you know, crazy department store paintings. And, um, I remember the first time I saw his screen prints, and in the screen prints, he wasn't able to feather everything and make everything... Look photorealistic, so there was a layer of, of kind of like straightforwardness to yeah. them, you know. And I always thought that was really cool to see that side of the right.
0: work. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the other thing that I, I, you know, aside from art, the artist that I was into. I mean, growing up, I I liked the look of printed matter stuff. Like, I loved the comic books, but I really liked when they were on a valentine's day card or wrapping paper right uh, same with baseball cards I, I think that was the first thing i started to collect was baseball cards and um i really didn't pay too much attention to the actual sport but i liked the look uh, and the, the object of a baseball card right. and the same thing with the comic books um that's you know that was what. That's kind of the way that I would like. Uh, one of my paintings to to have that sort of feel. Um, or like how that, that uh, made me feel anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. This is probably not correct across the board, but I feel like artists who commit their life to making art. They're just trying to recapture some early thing that like made them excited, you know, or that they saw or did. And you like want to get back to that original, like that feeling of when you open up a baseball card pack and you look at those images and like, you know, there's the Brewers logo with the mitt in the bottom left and it looks so cool, you know, it's like, and then you just want to end up making something that has that feel to it that may not look just like it. Yeah.
0: No, the feel, uh, I guess, I guess is more important. Um, yeah, I remember when I had, I don't know, 10 comic books or something like that, I would finally accumulated 10, I would lie them out on the living room floor next to each other, then walk halfway up the stairs and look down on them, just amazed how cool that looked.
1: Yeah. Uh, so. I always thought that was weird when I heard stories about you at your openings, where you would just climb on a big ladder and look <laughs> at all the people watching your paintings from uh, above. They're like, "Yeah, no that's way. just him. I... He just does it. I don't know." No. <laughs>
0: that would be cool. <laughs> if, no, I, I we yeah, yeah. hey, I'm not giving ideas in the, I'm the just corner, just... shivering people. Yeah, yeah. not the best at uh, being a, a person. Work in the room? Yeah, I mean, uh, God, I th- I hope I haven't gotten worse, but this whole COVID thing, I've barely seen anyone. Um.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, you know, my worry with my son. It's like he was on the computer for about a year straight with no. Oh, yeah, how old is he? Uh, 14.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. My son just turned two in, in June.
1: Congratulations. The deuce, that's a wild age, man. These—that's so many changes coming at that time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, How are you
1: doing with sleep? But he just started... <laughs> you getting any sleep these days?
0: Uh, yeah, well, you can see my face. Right? <laughs> I think, um, we're doing better. I'm doing better. It's like, you know, 6, 6.30. Gets yeah. me up. And uh, now he's just started... School like a pre pre school. Uh, it's his second week, so we're just getting used to that. Um, but he likes it so far. He like walks right into the door. Nice. The first week, it was like clinging to oh, yeah. mom, not wanting to it's go Stuff in the beginning. Yeah, but you know, it's good. Well, not um, to
1: you know part wisdom on you but there's good news bad news the good news is eventually they start sleeping in the bad news is at that point you've gotten older and you're so conditioned to waking up early you can't sleep in anymore (laughs) but then good news you get in the studio earlier and you're more productive bad news though you fall asleep early at night
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I've been all of those things have been happening it's all been good I mean, for the studio practice part of it, all of this has been very healthy uh, in getting me here and being focused and all that stuff. So yeah, you definitely very you definitely punched the clock
1: way. a little more, right? Like you, when you get the time, you're like, "All right, I'm gonna make it count."
0: Yeah, now I really just don't do anything else besides um, here and then go home for a while <laughs> which is fine you know i don't feel like i'm really missing out on anything but that's the best the i best think that life. yeah that that's yeah i i guess we're all lucky we can just come in here and uh come into the studio and be by yourself you know the worry.
1: yeah definitely i mean what too much about what other gig lets you do that you know you just go in you put on the music you want to do you work the way you want to work you don't have a boss. I mean, it's pretty, you know... Yeah. That's a exactly. smart play. I mean, even if you did fulfill a uh, an existence of being a world-famous comic book artist, you'd probably have to answer to some editor or publisher or something.
0: I know. Yeah, I've never... I don't think I'd ever want to do that now. Um but you know it's, it seems it, it, I, th- I think that was one of the, the main concerns I just didn't know how to really do it they don't really teach you that in school yeah. they can teach you how to like you know make an imaginary situation or what, whatever you want to go towards like making children's books or something like that but they don't actually tell you how to go out there and get that thing published or get editorial work Which, and stuff like that. Or not at least not in the school that I went to. And I was just so damn socially awkward that, you know, I just didn't I was like forget it.
1: that process I'm gonna, appealing. I'm just gonna
0: no Well the weird no. thing
1: is in something like Illustration too, there's a little more of some kind of framework or process to pitching and you know you meet with like a publisher and in the in the art world it's just like i mean what the hell like it's like bedlam there's no like rules to it it's like hey my buddy you know you should check out his studio at some point and then next thing you know someone yeah. walks in and is like hey i want to i want to marry you so to speak i want to be in a relationship with you come come spend time with me and then you're like yeah sure and then you go hang out on the walls it's just a weird way that it works you know right
0: well, I just, I like that because I feel like the work um, can just do the talking for you. You don't really have to explain Well, thank God you're on a podcast. You don't have to like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in a podcast situation, but I don't know. I feel like there's like an element of having a normal sort of uh, persona or or being able to talk to people, you know, and dealing with people. And um, in painting, the only person you have to deal with is yourself. I, yeah, I,
1: I agree. And to your point of like letting the work speak for itself is really nice. Or being able to do something that you just sort of put it out there and then people can have their relationship to it or talk about it. You don't have to sit there and negotiate it, which is nice. And I'd yeah, be, I was mush. like that. I think for the first 10 years of me showing work, I didn't really, honestly, it was like a hermit. You know what I mean? I just would go to the studio. Well, actually, I lived where I worked. My wife would go to work. i just paint all day and night, and then she comes home. And that was pretty much the M.O. for a long time.
0: Then I had a yeah. kid.
1: And then I was like, I have to yeah, go talk helps. to other
0: humans. Now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, then you're a teacher, too, so I think you just can kind of be a person. And I've been trying to be a little bit better um, with with the other, uh, well, these new teachers and then the other people that we need to meet at the park and stuff like that. It's been helpful. Um,
1: <laughs> it gets you out of that. your element, right? I mean that's the way I felt Like I yeah. I had a thing where I was like I don't really want to talk to all these other parents but I was like well I don't want my kid to be a pod and not know anyone or like socialize at all so I kind of took one for the team next thing you know I'm like doing a podcast talking to people every week and I can't shut me up and I'm out talking to people left and right I don't know what happened you gotta help me man I'm asking you I need help <laughs> <laughs> I wanna yeah, go back yeah. to the cave days
0: Just, right yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I, it's like trying to be kind of a normal person for a little bit, but that's... Yeah, like, what's normal? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't right? have idea.
1: <laughs> says, says I us people it. will spend all day in a box making pictures. So speaking of boxes and pictures, what yeah. are you working on now? What's what's are you working towards? Something? Are you just making new work? Uh,
0: yeah, I have a uh, kind of two solo shows happening at the same okay. time in October. It's been I'm working on for the past uh, since early July. Uh, one at the Hole and one at Marvin Gardens and. One will open on Thursday, October fourteenth, and the other will open on Saturday. What is that? The seventh. And you're making
1: it at the same time. So does it? Do you have like separate tracks, or do you know what's going where, or what who's going to hang out with who?
0: That's I kind of do, but I kind of don't. And I I think that that was the idea at the beginning, but now I'm just making pictures making as many paintings as I can.
1: I kind of love that idea, though, of of being loose about it. You know what I mean? Or if I choose those three together as opposed to those three, it's going to kind of change the whole feel of it. It's kind of fun to, you know, build that.
0: I think I need to... Yeah, I think I'm going to make what I'm going to make, and then... Because I don't want to... I mean, there's a few different sort of things that are happening in the paintings. Uh, and I don't want one to have all of those things. So it would be nice to sort of split everything up. I mean, uh, the, uh, Marvin show is a much smaller space, so I don't, you know, there's that to consider. So most of the paintings will probably be gone to the whole so more than half, um, well yeah so yeah i've been kind of in here every day since july nice and then i was in london before that doing a residency
1: was that cool i mean that's a yeah, big shift really right nice. i know. make it work over there
0: yeah it was surprisingly um easy to make work there and uh It was really nice to leave here.
1: Did you hunker down, or were you uh, were you doing days at Wimbledon and Harrods, drinking high tea at noon?
0: (laughs) No. No, I um, I went to. I didn't really. Yeah, I just. I painted and I walked around a lot. I was in West London, and yeah, I just kind of walked around, went to some record stores, which was really nice. I didn't really see. I did go there I went to, I went to a whole bunch but I went to Honest John's was like five minutes nice. walk from my studio which is great but also like dangerous uh, <laughs> yeah it was good that, that place yeah. was cool um and surprised that how big London was it really does take a long time to get across yeah. the city so, um, but it was really nice. I mean, the weather was so crazy, but I kind of like that. It was like freezing in June and it rained a lot and it was, you know, it was kind of like when I first got there, it was still winter or not winter, but, you know, it was still pretty cold and then it turned into the summertime and then it went back to kind of winter. Wait, in
1: how many weeks? <laughs>
0: I was there for six weeks, <laughs> so the weather was it, i there, there at one point I was looking at the the weather forecast, and it, it just it was rained for 10 days straight. <sighs> brutal That's like going yeah,
1: bad. that gets uh that gets drab, although good for going to the studio and just working it out, you know
0: yeah, and also when it when it says that it doesn't really rain all day, it kind of just does its thing and then it can be a really nice yeah. day so yeah so then you know I was there and then did that and uh, that went well and then just came back here and started started up again
1: Um, so two more questions and I'll mercifully let you flee from this (laughs) interrogation one are you a coffee drinker I knew I liked you okay number two is what, either yesterday, today, or tomorrow, what's on in the studio, uh, music-wise? Or is it, or is it NPR? What, or whatever's on. Or is it silence?
0: Um, I am listening to this Charlie Hayden George record. Charlie Hayden. Which awesome. I bought um, the record last weekend. Nice. It's, it's called Closeness. It's uh, duets. So I think it's a duet ornette coleman and alice coltrane and keith jarrett um it's great i really like it that's usually what i'll do i just listen i don't really listen to podcasts or anything in here sometimes i'll put some documentary on or something like that but most of the time it's music um
1: did you know uh i could be wrong i usually am but i believe charlie hayden's daughter was in the band the rentals played violin do you remember
0: the rentals? I did not know that oh yeah yeah no wait which one's the rentals? Matt Sharp
1: again? from Weezer created a side band oh yeah very yeah yeah heavy and
0: had the violin right. and I
1: think Charlie Hayden's daughter yeah, yeah, Petra yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
0: her name was oh wow
1: I'm probably wrong That's no, embarrassing I, I, thing, but oh, yeah no, no. it's There's enough? his daughter's a musician and a good one
0: right that's cool yeah, I only know um, Don Cherry's kids. They're in a bunch of games. Oh, really? Nene Cherry and Eagle Eye Cherry. I don't know this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nene Cherry had that. Uh, oh, Buffalo Stance. Uh, oh, that's 80s. Don Cherry's daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you said Maybe. Nicola Cherry. I was
1: like, I don't know that. No, oh, no, yeah, no, no. Oh yeah, Nina Cherry. No. Chatter- no. That makes sense. na
0: Nick, na- uh, Nina Cherry. I wonder
1: if she plays pocket trumpet. Um, <laughs> 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 Such a weird instrument. Know. It's awesome, but strange.
0: Pocket yeah. trumpet. I don't
1: know. If, it's that little fella.
0: Um, but she's. I mean, that's us great. And Moki Cherry. I love that artwork. She did all oh, the, the record covers for for Don. And um, tapestries for the concerts and stuff like that. So, super into that. I think there was a show, but I missed it it, at Blank Forms, is that? I don't know. What's that called? I'm gonna write it down. Space in Brooklyn. Uh, I don't know very much about it, but yeah, there was a Moki Terry show recently and might have come down. A month or two ago, but it was up during the summer.
1: Well I'm excited to see the shows. And the hole is gonna be at the space in Tribeca or Lower East Side or Long Island.
0: Uh Bowery. Nice. Yeah, the old. Or yeah, you know, the old one. The original. I'm gonna old call it the space. Or, the original the, original. <laughs> the <laughs> She's yeah, yeah, name yeah. to it. The original mm. hole. And, uh, Marvin is in... Yes. Richwood. Um, so, yeah. Excited, and what else? I have this book coming out soon-ish. Nice. Um, Paintings and Drawings. That's the title of the book. Uh, so, the paintings are pretty newish as far as, as as when the time frame and the drawings spanned from kind of the time frame that we were talking about earlier from when I first moved here until more recently. That's
1: cool. And what's that coming out on?
0: Yeah. Uh it's published co published by Hasla Books and and Marvin nice. Gardens. Yeah.
1: Sounds good. And people can uh get updates by following you know, I I guess social media is the best way to keep track of things
0: yeah yeah um we'll see if there's gonna be some sort of like book release situation but uh not sure what's gonna happen yet with that um but yeah we'll, we'll look I'm not out.
1: trying to give you advice but book release at yeah. City Field funnel cakes for everyone watch the ball game <laughs> sign some books
0: Right, I can yeah kill two birds. Yeah, and that'd be nice, finally. the next
1: opening ladder, just sit up there. It's a performance piece, but you don't have I to know, talk to anyone because you're yeah. in the midst of a very serious performance.
0: <laughs> no, I'm gonna see w- everyone from up high. I'm gonna work on all that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. It'll be my goal. Take take the kid to baseball game and uh, try to. Be a human and, and talk to people.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for spending the last hour being a human with me. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. Yeah, it's good talking to you. Yeah,
1: it was good talking to you. vision is recorded edited and produced by myself brian alfred you can find out more about the podcast by going to sound please leave a rating and review on itunes if you can it really helps the podcast spread the word maybe share it with a friend anyone you think who'd be interested in hearing artists talk about their life many thanks to Brigine for the music you're hearing now this track is called moody she's out playing some live dates many thanks to michael Lovett who did the intro make sure to check him out nasca lines and his band metronomy you can also check out images from the podcast on sound division podcast instagram site at sound podcast you can find out more about my work by going to brianalford.net have an upcoming october solo show at maho kubota gallery in japan Another upcoming solo in March at Miles McHenry Gallery. Many thanks as always for listening, for supporting the podcast. Many thanks to James. Check out his work and his Instagram, and you can check out the whole gallery to find out more about his show coming up there at
0: Marvin Gardens.